Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. Head dolls here. Yeah, I'm thinking those are coming out soon. <laughs> Groove into the tunes. They'll be in the shopping Groove cart. into the intro. I'll tell you what show has great intros and <laughs> breaks <laughs> is uh, is the Bruce Strong Show. Have you have you listened to the Bruce Strong Show? No. No. Please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> oh, I tell you, you get some professional, uh, professional. sound and stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's 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 fan freaking tastic. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Awesome. I mean, for the first first show uh, or two was a little, a little, a little. Uh, I don't know. Uh, first a little show too like... straight. It was like the first show we did for this. You know, <laughs> yeah. everybody was real. Like, quiet. what do I do? Yes. Uh, so tell so me. So use the malt and. Uh, <laughs> Add that to the beer. <laughs> you want to of, you want to tease him with your favorite one? A little bit of sweaty balls. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Oh yeah, you, you, you gotta hear him. this. If yeah, you haven't just, heard this, that okay. way they can just kind of hear like a best of what they're like. Even <laughs> if you don't like the content in between, yeah, the production's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, it's freaking awesome. Let's do it. Here's here's Jamil's favorite. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Bruce Strong. That's good. That's good. That's some quality stuff there, man. <laughs> Justin pulled out all the stops for yeah, this one. Yeah, he did. I tell you, you know, he... Justin will make you bigger than life. <laughs> no expense. <laughs> we That's did. awesome. We didn't. We, had, we called Lance. We said, hey, we're going to make a nut joke. We spared yeah. no expense. <laughs> Lance was like, uh, who are you? <laughs> he just what? hung up. Yeah, we said thanks and hung up. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's a good show. God, I could just listen to that for all the whole show. <laughs> Any more? Never mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, there's a bunch. Awesome. <laughs> really good stuff. Right, so you got to tune in to hear. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's Keep good, stuff. good stuff. We have uh, uh, great guests, and uh, uh, it's me and Palmer doing a bunch of stuff, and I expect you to be on there uh, sometime soon. And, 2012, uh, maybe, when it <laughs> kind of settles in. <laughs> well, you know, you're working and stuff uh, on, yeah. you know, when we've been doing these shows, no, and uh, uh, you got your soft balls to play with, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Palmer having fun. <laughs> is, he, is he enjoying himself on this? And... 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That or he hates doing it with me. I can't really tell which right now, but, you know, he still shows up. So, uh, there you go. You know, he sit in that chair like you and, uh, just taking it, huh? He just gives me really bizarre looks. He's like, what the hell did he just say? Yeah, where's he going with this? (laughs) Why did he just touch my nipples? I don't know. I mean, I'm really sure. Why are we doing this? What? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. Well, you know, and so if you get a Do your listeners listen, like it? Uh, yeah, I think emails. so. It's, it's great. Yeah, the emails, everything. It's, uh, it's starting off great. And, uh, you know, what you do is you go to thebrewingnetwork.com, and there's, uh, you know, the, the really nice-looking new website. And uh, awesome. check out the uh, the links for the shows there and the Sunday session. It's also an excellent show. I love that one. And uh, the show, and then there's also the uh, Bruce Dong show on there. You check that out when you're at uh, while you're at the site. Uh, you know, browse through the store, uh, pick yourself up a Brew Strong shirt. I don't think I, I saw any in the uh, in the store right now, but uh, eventually they'll be back. You get yourself a signed copy of Brewing Classic Styles. Uh, you pick up a, a membership to the AHA. Uh, you can buy you know uh, magazines, books. Uh, you can even just you know donate if you want to just help out the Brewing Network uh, any you know uh, various amounts. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff that you you buy from the store, it's it's uh, good stuff, or it wouldn't be in the store to start with. Right. And get yourself a nice uh, hop grenade shirt. Those are really Those cool. Those are sweet. Yeah. I I love mine. And uh, you know, uh, and a few bucks from from all those things goes to uh, keeping the brewing network going. And uh, you know, it's kind of your way of helping uh, you know pay pay the pay the tab to to get the quality uh, entertainment for free. Exactly. Free is a good thing. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except uh, it, it makes it really hard, hard to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, one one thing that is helping pay the bills is uh, been our loyal uh, sponsor, Northern Brew. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I took the I just took it right out of your mouth. Right, and yeah. uh, then I choked. Uh, Northern Brewer, northernbrewer.com. Uh, great people. Uh, they're out there. I, I've been to the store. Believe it or not, I've, I'm a customer. I've, I've actually purchased in the store too. I've drank their beer. Uh, yeah, I had I had beer there at the store too. It, it, it Russian Imperial beer. Stout. I think it was uh, Kurt Stocks, as yeah. a matter of fact. And uh, uh, very nice people. Great products, great prices, and and they've they've been supporting us for uh, you know pretty much close to three years. Three whole years. And uh, you know that's been just wonderful. It's made made all this possible. So mm-hmm. if you get a chance, uh, go there and uh, don't just buy something from them, but buy something from them and tell them <laughs> you're buying it because uh, they support the BN. Right. You know, and you know whether that's true or not. You know, other than they just have great prices, uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, you're great shipping too. Absolutely. Uh, just go check it out and uh, take an opportunity there. So, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? I don't know. What have I been up to? What's <laughs> nap up? Engagement days? party. I know the Ooh. love strong coming soon. I had to miss uh, oh, you, it. I'm you sorry. Went to party, uh, yeah. No, I didn't. I had to miss it because of the yeah. show yeah. Uh, la- that was that Sunday. Okay. So my apologies, but. I'm just saying, don't uh, pretend you haven't been up to I anything, mean, no, Valentine. That. Yeah, Valentine. <laughs> I am engaged. I am My getting married. Sorry, sure. Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Valentine. My stinky Valentine. Yeah. I'm not stinky. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was, a, it was a lot of work. talking about Justin. Oh, well, that was already known, but <laughs> it's a lot of work to throw your own party yeah. for people. And I can't believe that I have to do it for a wedding. Yeah. And I'm, it's a lot of... Wow. It's a lot of work to toss something else, too. Um, but... <laughs> You have all of your beer supplied for this wedding, I assume. Yeah, I'm all my own beer. Yeah. You're not I'm, even going to invite, like, friends like Jamil, hey, I need some beer kind of thing? No, it's all <laughs> my own. You're doing it all your own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
That way everyone can drink my sweet nectar, you know. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're getting married for. <laughs> Have somebody to drink your sweet nectar. But I'll tell you, once you get married, there's no sweet nectar drinking. Yeah, that's pretty much when it ends. That's right. You know, all that sweet nectar drinking you're getting now, you know, it's all said, no, yeah. no, no, I don't have to do that anymore. I'm yeah. married. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it is great that you want it, you know, to be your beer and everyone drinks your beer, but I'm telling you it's a mistake. Why is that? Because it's probably going to be. Have you tasted a... your beer? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Baby Dukes. Uh, it's probably going to be a fairly large wedding, and there's going to be a lot of work to do. And don't stack up the work upon yourself when you have lots of good brewers around you who would be happy to give you five gallons of beer at a That's time. That's true. I'm Start just recruiting. saying, That's have idea. your own beer. Yeah. But, you know, go to Doc, go to Tate, if anyone's got an extra, yeah. uh, all good beer, of course. Right. And then, uh, I'm just saying, the That's work's going to stack up. That way you can give them, like, more menu and more variety. I think that'd be awesome. Now, well, if it were Jay-Z about, it. about to get married, I know that he wouldn't do shit for this wedding. I've only had his beer twice. Right. He would just be sitting around being like, yeah, whatever, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but you, Johnny, you're, you're a little... You were there for my wedding. <laughs> you... John's a little more hands-on. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have work to do. I am. Reed as pussy whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what happens like after I'm married. The sex well, it'll well, no so. longer be hands-on. It'll be hands-off. <laughs> oh. And... <laughs> I don't know what you're curious about. A couple episodes ago, we told you what's going to happen. Yeah, right. I don't remember that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> inspiration in Go back Love to the Strong. archives. Listen to yeah. uh, the, the, uh, the where we filled you in on what's going to happen. <laughs> I already got an outline, so I'll be bringing that proposal to you in about two weeks, Justin. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. I'll look it over. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, never mind. I have bad <sighs> ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Tying the knot. Oh God. oh, God. He's got this total look of panic on his like face. like nervous folks. energy right now. It's like, oh, God. No, it's all good. It's the end. The end is near. <laughs> Here's a married guy saying this. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if 20 years of marriage has taught me something, it's... Maybe she had... Uh, I don't know what it's taught me. <laughs> Hopefully your wife's not listening. <laughs> taught me uh, going to a beer show. No, there no, you no. go, yeah. My wife is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, one of the reasons I'm here doing a beer show, because she's, she that, that, she's that nice. Yeah. Uh, you, on the other hand, no. <laughs> no I'm marrying a very good girl. She supports me, my brewing and winemaking, and then it's great. And we'll see so, what happens. Yeah. Once you're married. Well, she likes to drink this stuff, so that's a plus. She likes to drink your sweet nectar? Uh, yes. What I ferment and what I produce, absolutely. <laughs> See, it's already the Love Strong show right now. Uh, all right, so let's get back to the beer show. Uh, today we're covering traditional Bach. You sound really enthused. Yeah. <laughs> so we're covering just, traditional Bach. You know, this this train collision down in Chesma, you know, yeah, I don't make light of that because, you know, people tragically died. But, you know, this is pretty much a train wreck every time we do a show. It's because we're getting to the end, and I know it's we just, we're nearing the end. Okay, okay. Traditional Bach. Tell us about traditional Bach, John. Okay, well, a traditional Bach. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> In the aroma, you should definitely get some rich malt character. Uh, definitely some melanoidins, some toasty notes from the use of Vienna or Munich malt. Very little hop aroma, no esters. Uh, you don't want the acetal coming through. Definitely some alcohol may come through. I mean, these are pretty strong. This is a pretty strong high gravity lager. Visually, it ranges from light copper to brown. Uh, should have some ruby-like highlights, but you know, 
more on the copper side you're leaning towards. Very clear from lagering, long t- long-lasting head retention, you know, almost creamy-like, and has a very soft kind of feel on the lips when you're drinking it. Um, overall, the flavors, you know, it's, it's got an incredibly multi-complex going on in it. Um, from the Munich and the Vienna Malts, I was saying. Some caramel notes, you know, from the long boil, possibly from decoction mashing, but you don't need to these days with the malts that we have. There should definitely be no cloying sweetness. Uh, it's definitely a well-attenuated beer. Very clean malt flavor, no esters, no diacetyl, like I was saying. And overall, it's a, it's a dark, strong, malty beer with complex malt flavors, and it's definitely rounded out by proper lagering and fermentation and... Fermentation is definitely key with all beers, but mm-hmm. even more important with these type of beers, especially oh, the high-gravity lagers. Right. Because so. you want that clean lager. You don't want uh, a uh, harsh alcohol, uh, you know, something uh, hot or, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, solventy, because, uh, you know, that, that's just a, a total mistake. And, and, you know, every time I'm judging box, there's always somebody who's like, oh, no, you, you got to taste the alcohol. It's got to give a little bit of a burn. <laughs> You're like what? It's like what? Have you tried the good commercial examples? Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they won't have that. There may be a little bit of warming after you drink a you know a pint, but uh, of a traditional lock, and and you may feel a little warming having a, you know uh, drinking a couple of swallows of a of a novel bock, but no no harshness, no hotness, no burning, and uh, like you're saying, a, a good you know real clean. Uh, fermentation character. There may be some fruitiness from you know, a combination of the malts and the alcohols and things like that, but really, uh, you know, quite clean and uh, malty and uh, you know, easy drinking for for such a big beer as well. Yeah, you wouldn't even know you're drinking a hefty, high gravity lager. Yeah, I mean, it's really thirst quenching and yeah, just, you know, one you want to have two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, sure, so. absolutely. All right, so what we'll do, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we will get into the recipe for making a fine award-winning traditional block. Back after this. Okay, I rolled a 15, and I get a plus two from my yeast starter. Nope, sorry, you failed your roll. Your beer is infected. No way. You had to be at a 24. It's schizosaccharomyces. This sucks. I just failed versus oxidation. Our party is fracked. Doug's the only one left, and his beer is a Berliner Weiss. What's this? A tea party? Hey, this is a brew session, man. Get lost. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really uh, use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Does your significant other know the difference between an Irish red ale and a Flanders red ale? Do you burp, drizzle, spalt, and fart Y-Yeast 2308? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the socially awkward Patters beer and the sci-fi convention showstopper number eight make 10th level at northernbrewer.com did you know that every day a brewcaster goes to bed hungry did you know that that brewcaster is silently calling for the help of people just like you do you know that every day the unicorn and the rainbow have to blow sailors for loose change for less than the cost of a half-calf, quad-shot, venti, extra-hot, soy milk, triple-pump, hazel, low-fat foam, double-cupped macchiato a day, you can help starving adults in Pacheco. Your love can be felt for as little as 7 cents a day. 
Visit thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate to sign up today for as little as $2 a month. Private first class in the BN Army. Buy your way up the ranks as corporal, sergeant, ranger, or colonel with an easy-to-do monthly donation that keeps brewcasters alive and your favorite internet radio station broadcasting. No donation is too small to help those in need. Can't you find it in your heart to share your love with a brewcaster? In return, you will enjoy the wealth of knowledge that comes with every episode of the session. The Jamil Show and yes, even that other show. Thank you for listening and please sign up for your donation at thebrewingnetwork.com slash donate today. White Labs is a leader in pure yeast and fermentation services, serving the beer, wine, and distilling industries from worldwide producers for more than a decade. White Labs has three all-new vials for you to pitch this year, home brewers, so fire up your kettles, fill up your fermenters, and get ready for Cry Havoc, the signature yeast strain from Charlie Papazian. This yeast can ferment both ales and lagers and is great for bottle conditioning, too. Second, a cream ale blend of ale and lager yeast strains. This blend creates a clean, crisp, light American lager-style ale. Last, a Belgian-style Saison ale yeast blend. This blend melds Belgian-style ale yeast and Saison strains to create complex, fruity aromas and flavors. Get complete fermentation quickly with this blend's spicy, earthy, and clove-like flavors. White Labs, your brewing partner for great yeast. These new strains are available now for home brewers, breweries, and homebrew shops everywhere. White Labs, it's all in the vial. You're going to have to have uh, a video camera for the Love Strong show. <laughs> so John Cam. Love Strong. People can see you dancing. I'm so down. That'd be awesome. It really does have multiple meanings. <laughs> but, yeah, the John Cam. It could be like the toilet. It could be. could be you. In the can. It could be in the can. You could be enjoying it in the can. <laughs> <laughs> you even have a theme song for the yeah, John Cam. Oh, what's this? This is, this oh, is yeah. the theme song for Love Strong. Come on, girl. Yeah. It's me. It's me. Jackie Mo. Oh, yeah. Let's fill the bathtub full of sweat. Love strong. Yeah, that's it right there. It's all about your yeast, baby. That's him singing too. Yes, I do. I want to do a little thing with you. When I say love, man, you say sexy. Love me. Sexy. 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 Oh, we got to do this at the BNA4. For the debut of Love Strong. <laughs> I can sing that probably, too. Oh, man, yeah. that's great. I'll sing that to you, Jimmo. I mean, <laughs> thanks, Justin. That was, your timing was impeccable. Wow. Just trying to help. <laughs> or, or something. No. <laughs> it's good. It's good nobody listens to no, the show. No, no, really, you know, the people that are looking for yeah. uh, traditional Bach information. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know how many how many thousands of people could that yeah. be? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they just want to hear us have fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, but they probably want to get a random movie too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Or they could do something else. True. Uh, love themselves sexy. Uh, you know, <laughs> like jungle sweaty sexy. <laughs> Let's fill the bathtub with sweat, he says. That just grosses me out, man. There's one about uh, take your shoes off and suck me sexy. (laughs) I just don't want to hear that. Uh, I'm still waiting to to show you my my maggot video. uh, I haven't even read the article. The New Zymer G has a Jameel article in it. Uh, apparently about MAGA. I haven't, I haven't oh, read it Oh, it does? Yet. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it that one? It is I don't this know. one, yeah. I is saw it? it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You did see it, okay. I saw it in there, yeah. I have two copies around here. I've avoided that article just because <laughs> yeah, I know that it's in, in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, next next uh, Jamil show, we're going to be uh, we're gonna be unveiling the uh, the Yukon the uh, Justin. Uh, uh, Maybe we'll have to come down for a Sunday session so you could really get your full, your full retch on. Do it there. That would be good. That would be awesome. I'll show you the video. If you're going to do it, do it there. Yeah, we don't want to interrupt this fine program. <laughs> yeah, 100% information. <laughs> all good, all good information beer. all the time. Oh, my God. All right, so traditional block. Uh, recipe here. Uh, original gravity 1070. Uh, fi- fishing, uh, final gravity uh, 1018. Uh, apparent uh, attenuation about 74%. 24 IBU. Uh, just a, a, enough bittering to kind of counter some of that malt sweetness, residual malt sweetness, uh, you know, help with the drinkability, uh, color 18 uh, SRM, about 7% alcohol, and uh, generally you want to boil this about 90 minutes, um, you know, especially if you're if you're uh, all-grain brewer, but, uh, you know, it doesn't even hurt if you're an extract brewer because it will, uh, uh, you know, help develop some of those melanoidins, uh, which are important to this, uh, this uh, beer style. Uh, extract brewer, use a Pilsner liquid malt extract, uh, 3.5 pounds or 1.58 kilograms. Uh, a Munich liquid malt extract, 7.5 pounds or 3.4 kilograms. Uh, all grain brewer, instead of the, those extracts, you can use 4.5 pounds or 2.04 kilograms of a continental Pilsner malt. And the Munich extract, instead, you're going to use uh, 10 and a quarter pounds or 4.65 kilograms of a Munich malt. Mash about 155 degrees Fahrenheit, 68 degrees C. Uh, you know, that's going to give you a lot of body, mm-hmm. not necessarily sweetness, but body. Okay. And because uh, those long-chain dextrins are really not that sweet. Right. Um, <clears throat> and uh, give you a body, that full full uh, body you're looking for. The other grains that you're going to need in there, uh, Kara Munich 60, uh, a half pound or 227 grams. Crystal 120, a half pound, 227 grams. And then I use this thing, uh, a Moussdorfer Rost malt. Uh, 200 Lovabon, uh, 4 ounces or 113 grams, and then melanoidin uh, malt, 4 ounces or 113 grams. And the the Mustafer, the, the Rost malt is pretty hard to come by. I mean, I have a 55-pound sack. Of course you do. Who else does? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I use it like a 4 ounces at a time. Oh, my gosh. And so I figured it will last me a, a couple of decades. <laughs> but uh, That's it? Well, yeah, I was looking. I was, I was trying to order when, when pale chocolate was hard to come by, and they were like... Just stopping making ch- pale chocolate, I was trying to order myself a sack because, uh, you know, I used like the 10 pounds I had. I really loved it and I want to get more. And so I'm trying to order it and I have to order it through breweries. So I'm having these breweries order me, try and order me uh, a sack of pale chocolate. Right. And, you know, they're like, oh, pale chocolate, what's that? And I'm like, it's 200 Lovabon. It's like a, kind of like a roasted malt and, you know, but it's light. It's real nutty and all that. Yeah. And so one of the things I ended up getting in was a sack of this Mustafa Rost, which is more of like a really dark crystal malt. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> and and then uh, you know, so I start playing around with it. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. It's uh, you know, got this this you know, kind of burnt caramel type of uh, uh, note to it. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, it was actually quite intriguing and and not really just burnt caramel, but um, you know, more of a uh, you know, an intense kind of over caramelized caramel, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, some some nice melanoidin character to it, and uh, it was really very interesting. So you know, I, I used a nutritional like, block, and yeah. you know, if I was just all these recipes in this book, these are really the recipes I brew. Right. If I was trying to make it like popular, and you know. Um, uh, you know, cater to what you're going to find in the store, then I would have changed this recipe. But and I think you can. I think you can change it. I think you can get rid of that, that Mustafa Rost and instead, uh, you know, maybe use a, you know, an ounce of, uh, you know, um, I don't know, you know, an extra couple ounces of uh, some 120 and uh, <laughs> or you know, if you can get some 150 and then or maybe you know, put some 120 in the, you know, wet it down and put it in the, in the oven and make some yourself or you, know, you do a lot of different things or even just toss it out and not include it. Okay. Um, but again, you know, I have to give you exactly the recipe though. I, my most award winning recipes in this book right. instead of, you know, what I think people want to want. want, want yeah. This is, this is it. When, when I go brewing, I actually take the book and, and that's what I've that's, that's convenient. From. Yeah. That's probably, right. that's probably why you wrote the book. Right. And well, tired and, of going to that messy well, they were talking or about, you know, converting them all to like five gallons of finished word at the end of the boil. I'm like, well, I use six gallons finished word at the end of the boil. And they're like, well, what about, you know, efficiency? Let's use, you know, I'm like, well, I have 70% is what I use. And, yeah. you know, and they were asking me to convert everything. And I'm like, you know, really, what, what? Uh, you know, let's, uh, why don't I just, you know, do it exactly like I do it. Right. And then, you know, people can go ahead and change it. You know, there are people who can brew, you know, along these same lines and have it work out the same. And there are people who are going to change it, you know, increase something. There are sure. people who are going to equal amount. They're going to decrease something. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, they're going to brew smaller, bigger batches, more efficiency, less efficiency. So, you know, let's not try and cater to some imaginary uh, number. Let's sure. just, you know, give it honestly exactly as it is. Here it is. And then, uh, you know, see how it turns out. Anyways, uh I, I depart, uh, okay. but it kind of explains why there's this this uh, roast malt in there, and uh, you know these are these are the the actual recipes that I use. Now, when you got that roast malt sack, did you just randomly think this like, oh, a Bach can maybe use this or right? Well, it's a, a Doppelbach. I mean, or did you know I mean, that? My, that's... my first thought was, well, you know, this is this is for German beers. You know, it's right. a German you know, from a German company making a German German malt. Like, oh. And I'm thinking, oh, two and two together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a German style. I'll throw it in there, and it, I imagine it'll probably work well in something like you know maybe Weizenbach or Dunkelweizen uh, or something like that. I've seen a Weizenbach, yeah. Yeah, I can see it with that that, yeah. that kind of intense caramely. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> love me sexy. Love me. Awesome. I say, I say, love me. You say sexy. Love me sexy. There you go. <laughs> see, we're ready. We're ready for love strong. Oh no. <laughs> Hops, uh, I like to use a, a clean bittering hop. I use Magnum, the 13% alpha acid, uh, pellets, 60-minute edition. It's a half ounce or 14 grams, 24.3 IBU. And uh, use Horizon, something something that has a, a you know a clean bittering, doesn't leave a lot of uh, residual flavor. But I like Magnum. It's you know related to uh, noble hops and uh, 
uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, gives a, a good uh, overall character and not too much hot flavor, which you really don't want. Right. It's all about the malt. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and for yeast, I use the White Labs, uh, WLP, <laughs> pardon me, 833 German Bach Lager. It's all, it's all tasty swamp. It's good beer. He says, don't blame me for giving you all this beer and screwing up your second show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh that man. never happens. Yeah. yeah. Drink too much, screw up the show. I, I tell you, you know, second show, I'm much funnier than I think it makes show. a better show, but <laughs> yeah. it's just me. I'm much funnier after I've had a bunch of beer. Yeah. So it's all Tasty's fault. Uh, send him an email and complain. Uh, German Bach, the WLP 833 German Bach Lager or uh, Y East 2206 Bavarian Lager. Or you can use the Fermenta Soft Lager S23. I don't think it's nearly as good as either of those, uh, uh, the Y East or the White Labs uh, products. I think uh, And my favorite being uh, the WLP 833 German Bach Lager. Yeah. That, that is a, so a, clean. a, a fantastic yeast that's... Uh, uh, my favorite for, uh, you know, all, all the box styles. Absolutely. Do you ferment other lagers with it too as well? or just I have. Box? It used to be the, the one that I used all, you know, I, I was totally settled on that. That was always going to be my yeast. And then I, I needed to run some experiments on uh, German lager yeast, and I used the uh, WLP 830, the uh, uh, German lager yeast, which is really common that, you know, and that's probably the lager yeast that the majority of, of uh commercial brewers use really? i would think <laughs> and uh it's probably the lager yeast that most um uh home brewers use or amateur brewers would use and uh so then i decided well i'll go ahead and experiment with that and so i got into using it a bunch again and i'm like wow this is really good <laughs> you know this yeast does a wonderful <laughs> job i <laughs> i can see why it is you know the most you know popular wow. lager yeast and so so i really love that does it act differently than the Bach as far as fermentation? Oh, yeah. All these are slightly different. Yeah. And so the the thing is, you know, pick one lager yeast. Something like that is, you know, very universal. Something like this, the 833, uh, is uh, a little less universal. But, you know, you can still use it in pretty much any lager and it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And just kind of learn how that lager yeast works. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother messing around with a lot of lager yeast. I think they're all... Uh, they're all fine. They're all fairly close. It's not, not that big a deal. Other than the uh, San Francisco lager yeast, sure. or the uh, Cal Common yeast, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, necessarily go down that road. I think that's one of the best advice you've ever given me when I first met you about, I don't know, 70 years ago, was um, learn your yeast. Oh, I thought and it was that thing about, you know, don't bend over in the that, shower. That too, but yeah. <laughs> Prison applied to, yeah, years ago. Not much better now, but know your yeast, you know, and uh-huh. keep it simple and right. ferment different wort with that same yeast. Right. And keep using that same yeast and learn about it and how it behaves, you know, pitching rates mm-hmm. and uh, oxygen and you know, temperatures and all the different things that will mm-hmm. happen when you start yanking the yeast around and doing different things with the yeast. Right. You know, what, what result do you get? And once you learn that, then you can control it. Yeah. And once you That's can control part. it, yeah. I mean, making <laughs> wort is really actually very easy and yeah. very consistent. Right. And, you know, it's it's the, the things that you think don't affect yeast and fermentation, those are the things you need to learn and nail down. And right. once you do those, it's easy to, like, make any beer you want. Yeah, and the power is in your hands. Yeah, exactly. Then you've, you've really mastered the, uh, the yeast farmer. The death ray. Yeah. The death ray. Apply it to anything you want. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and when uh, we ferment that, ferment it uh, around uh, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C. 
what I like to do, as you know, is uh, drop my, my work temperature down to about uh, 43, 44 degrees Fahrenheit. I'll pitch my, uh, my yeast and uh, I'll let the, the natural fermentation start to carry that temperature up and uh, carry it up uh, to maybe 50 degrees Fahrenheit or uh, 10 degrees C over the first you know, 36 to 48 hours or so. And then once it reaches there, um, you know, hold it steady at the 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C until it's done fermenting. Okay. And what that does is reduce uh, the precursors of uh, diacetyl and, uh, you know, really ends up in a, a super clean uh, lager beer. And uh, that's really really kind of my my preference. How long are you leaving your primary going for? Uh, you know, in most loggers, uh, they're pretty much done in a week to, uh, or so week to 10 days, but, uh, you know, I will, uh, you know, let it go, um, you know, just steady and, you know, just let that yeast finish and clean up a lot of the other compounds, the intermediate compounds that are made when, you know, acetaldehyde, things like that when it's, when it's fermenting. So I'll I'll tend to leave the loggers for you know a couple weeks at least you know two weeks <laughs> you know ten days they're done you know let it go till fourteen um, and when it's a bigger beer you need to let it you know go longer and I wouldn't hesitate to leave a logger on the yeast for you know four weeks okay you know, at fermentation temperature right you know nothing's really gonna happen as long as the yeast was healthy to start with right. if you're pitching you know half dead yeast. And this is a lot of times when people, um, you know, uh, get themselves, uh, you know, they're repitching their yeast. They tend to uh, just repitch, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, dead and dying yeast. They don't bother cleaning it or anything like that. Right. And uh, they pitch all this, you know, half dead yeast into it. No. Yeah, you're going to get some funkiness, <laughs> funkiness because <laughs> the yeast are going to cough up and die because they're already sure. half dead when you put them in. Yeah. You know, you, they're not going to like, you know, all of a sudden become, uh, you know, super healthy again. And so you need to be careful of that. But if your yeast is healthy and clean when you put it in there, you know, if if the yeast wouldn't stay alive for four weeks under optimum conditions, there's something wrong. Do do you really think that the yeast companies would be able to sell you liquid yeast and put an expiration on there? That's you true. know, uh, six months, months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know, and and people, oh no, I pitch that in, it's just fine. Yeah. It's like, well, so you're telling me that you can't leave the beer. The yeast for four weeks under such at 50 point. degrees Fahrenheit. That's so true. Uh, you know, then there's something wrong with your process. If, right. you're, if you're getting off flavors, it's not. It's not that that uh, you know healthy yeast would die in in that amount of time at right. that temperature. So I like to do that, and especially if you see it chugging along and still fermenting. Uh, you know, you underpitched or you know wrong amount of oxygen or you overpitched. You know, a lot of possible possibilities there. Um, but uh, you know, just let it go. Let it let it kind of finish out what it's doing, and uh, let it clean up. After you see no activity, you know, leave it another uh, you know three four days to just kind of make sure you're cleaning up a lot of the compounds uh, at the end there. Okay. And uh, you know, makes makes for a, a better beer that way. All right. Well, we take a short break, and when we come back, John will have uh, some of his uh, always insightful questions for us. Cheers. Back after this. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hi, I'm Sean O'Sullivan, the brewmaster and co-founder of the 21st Amendment Brewery and Restaurant in San Francisco. Six years ago, Nico Frecci and I opened the 21st Amendment on 2nd Street with the intent of bringing back the local neighborhood brew pub. Well, the neighborhood has really changed over the years, but the 21st Amendment still remains a great place for people to meet over a terrific meal and a tasty pint of beer. In the past, the only way you could enjoy the 21st Amendment's handcrafted beers was at the brew pub. Well, all that has changed. Now, the 21st Amendment beers are available in cans. That's right, cans. When was the last time you had a great beer in a can? Well, that day has come. We're offering our world-famous watermelon wheat and 21A IPA in cans. Cans are a better package than glass because cans keep the beer fresher longer, but you can also take cans to places where bottles can't go, like the beach, lake, golf courses, and sporting events. So join us in the revolution to take back the can from the big breweries and crack open a cold 21A craft beer in a can. The 21st Amendment, 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonators. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. <laughs> John's in rare the, form tonight. Is he just playing with his hair? Yeah. It's, it's the Stella that has got him going. <laughs> got the boss in you? Uh, what, did it come out right? Did it? Yeah. In the can, yes. In the can, yes. yes. Yeah, boss in the can. You better let him out. He's going to suffocate. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with it. This is awesome, Jamil. Did you ever Qu- know that quality you're program. my hero? 
So you're yes, talking about I did. Ye- yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> you were talking about yeast before the break. Yes. And um, and there's this great calculator online, I believe, on it, MrMalty.com. Yes. That's your site, I've right? heard about that. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Free pitching rate calculator. Free, free pitching rate. Now, definitely use that calculator for yes, a logger. I should sell the ad space over that, that freaking calculator. That, that page gets hit a ton. Really? Yeah. Wow. We should put that on the new site. There you go. Look at that. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, like, yes. well, I mean, if if you can't do a starter, how many vials are you pitching at 43 degrees? And you, and you go to your home brew shop. Well, let me open uh, Classic the- Brewing Styles, page 87. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to use 27 grams of properly rehydrated dry yeast or five liquid yeast packages. And that's five. that's five liquid yeast packages, assuming 100% viability. Okay. So oh, are you going to make yourself an appropriate starter? Right. <laughs> Which you would recommend. Yes. Which is probably, what, two vials of yeast to half gallon well, starter? Well, you know, and, and that's one of the things about the calculator is, uh, you know, you'll you'll go through it and let's say you're making a Doppelbach or, you know, uh, Imperial IPA or whatever, and it tells you, yeah, you need eight vials in a, in a uh, you know, four liter starter or whatever. What you can do is you take one vial, make yourself a two liter starter, or if you got you know stir plate and all that, uh, you know one vial, put it in one liter starter, and you end up with two vials. Equivalent, right? right. right. Okay. Okay. From that, you know, you can take that, you know, put it in, uh, you know, split it up, put it in, you know, uh, take one one half of that yeast, put it in a, in a two liter starter. Now you got you know four vials. Four vials. There you go. Or you know, or uh, you know, uh, you you've turned that one into you got three vials. Three. And vials. you can yeah, or you can take the two and put it into a. You know, a two-liter starter, you know, make four vials and, you know, go on and on like that. And, uh, you know, with the strip play, of course. And, uh, you know, just essentially multiply it out until you have a right number of vials that you need. Okay. Now, your pitch- packages, I should say, you okay. know, because it works for both for white labs or white yeast okay. products. Okay. And it's got a dry pitching calculator, too. And it's got re-pitching rates and, uh, you know, uh, things like that. What a great tool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I use it. Yeah, so no. convenient. That's probably why you made it. Exactly. I'm tired of calculating this shit out. And right, because I, I had you know like a little spreadsheet where I was calculating stuff, and then I'm like, uh, you know, I, I was playing around with a uh, new tool that a uh, uh, company uh, had uh, called Flex, and I uh, just wanted to play around with it and make something. And so I made myself, I was just trying to learn the, the new tool that the company had, and uh, started making this pitch and rate calculator just to, you know, take my spreadsheet and replicate it there and... I just kept going, and then uh, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll finish this up and nice. go on the site and let people, you know, have at it. It's a great service. Wow. What about lag time in, from pitching with the loggers? Uh-huh. And I think it's a challenging thing for yeah. homebrewers at first oh, brew yeah, loggers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I mean, it's really question. a frightening experience. Right. Yeah. The first time they're right. like, well, you know, when I pitch this much yeast in an ale, I get, you know, a rocketing foam shooting out the top in an hour. You know, right. what's, what's up with my, there's something wrong with my yeast. There's something wrong with my lager. You know, keep a couple of things in mind. One is that, you know, the, the fermentation is going to be slower and more controlled. Uh, you know, the lager yeast don't tend to, you know, go rocketing crazy. And uh, the temperature holds down that. And uh, also, the, the colder the liquid, the more CO2 it holds in solution before it gets to a point where it'll bubble out. So... So when you're At ale temperatures, right. you know, the CO2 reaches saturation of the liquid fairly quickly, and then you see the bubbles, right? And a colder liquid, 
It takes longer to fully saturate the, you know, it's the first thing you know, from changing a little slower, more controlled, is generating, you know, a little less CO2, and you get, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the liquid being able to hold more CO2 before it comes out of solution, <laughs> saturates and comes out of solution, and that's why, you know, it may take a while before you see any sort of activity. Okay. You know, it's not going to move the airlock, not going to do anything for a while. But don't freak out. That's why, you know, it's important to make uh, starters. If, if nothing other than just kind of proof your yeast and make sure, uh, you know, it's it's active and all that, get it healthy and, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, then you're assured that, uh, you know, the yeast you're pitching is fine. And then if you don't see activity, you go, oh, no, I know my yeast is fine. It's going to be okay. You know, I don't even check things anymore you know i know know. exactly yeah you know the yeast is healthy i'm pitching the right amount uh you know my oxygenation is very steady and uh you know i go and i i just put it in there and then i close it up and i walk away and i come back you know uh you know x number of weeks later and and, you know on the temperature thing i'll chill it down to say you know 43 44 degrees fahrenheit pitch my yeast i just set my controller at 50 to hold the temperature uh, you know, to that maximum, and then I just walk away, and you know, and you're just letting the the yeast yeah. heat up to that temp. Yeah, uh-huh. and it holds it and it tends to do it over a certain period of time, and uh, works out great. And there's no really, uh, there's nothing to do. Just come back in a couple of weeks, and uh, you know, it's uh, there's no diastole rest or anything like that. Right. And I, I a lot of times. Uh, I'll get people that'll email me and they'll say, "Oh, you know, I'm." They explain it exactly like I do it, right? Unless yeah. they're somehow using the words differently, they're doing exactly what I do uh-huh. uh, on the loggers, and they're like, "Okay," and you know, it tastes fantastic. Now, how do I do a diacetyl rest? That's right. something I heard you talk about. Right. And I'm like, well, because I don't. Because you don't need you to. Don't need to. Uh, and I and I asked them. I said, "Well, you say it tastes fantastic. Do you do you taste you know something buttery, butterscotch, something like that, uh, where you think you need a diacetyl rest?" They go, "No. Well, if you don't taste any diacetyl, you probably don't need a right. diacetyl rest. It's good to know. Yeah. So you know, just skip it. Skip it. Yeah. yeah. And what I do is I just you know leave it in there, and you can if you want you can uh, you know warm up the temperature towards the end of fermentation, the last couple of days, just uh like raise how much? it to, you know, 5 to 10 five degrees. degrees. And, okay. You know, it's not going to add any fruity esters or anything like right. that. Um, but uh, it'll, you know, help be a little more active and finish up, uh, you know, attenuate a little, maybe a tiny bit more, you know, half a point or whatever, you know. And then uh, um, it'll also... Uh, uh, kind of scrub out, I mean... Yeah, well, and, and, and use... Uh, uh, Reconsume things like uh, acetaldehyde and uh, you know all the diacetyl and things like that. Right. So if you have any worries about that, you could do that. It's not a big deal. It's not going to hurt anything to do that. I just lazy and you know <laughs> walk away, come back, yeah. and then drink. You know. Right. So well, let's say I mean if you don't have a temperature controller, mm-hmm. if you don't have a refrigerator, mm-hmm. and you wanted to brew a bock, can you use the yeast like a Kolsch yeast? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I mean, but you you really got to lager it to be the style, and then and we're all about the style. Yeah. But can you? It doesn't do maybe quite close. Taste the same. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. It's in low sixties. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's an interesting uh, yeast. And I would I would say, it, you know, people look for kind of the magic bullet of yeasts that will, you know, ferment the lager warm, and you know, still taste great. 
And yeah. they ain't no such beast. No. You know, it's not, you know, access to yeast that, you know, is making it hard to, you know, brew good lagers. It's temperature control, you know, pitching rates, things like that, healthy right. yeast. That's that's what makes a great lager. So, uh, you know, I know Charlie has his yeast, and it's like, oh, it makes great lagers, makes great ales. It's like, well, you know. It's it's like uh you know like Koshi. I mean he's running sixty two anything, you know, in that's uh you know, very uh that you're gonna you know it's like, you know, Jack of all trades, master of none. You know. Right. It's like You know a lot of little of a little. I I, I like I, I like something that's the uh, master. Right. Does it right <laughs> right all the time. Is, is is the best at doing something. Right. And I think you know, most brewers are kinda of along those lines. Hmm. And you know, if you just if you just mess around and you want to get something kinda of bach like, then then certainly you can do something like that. But uh if you're trying to make the best possible uh, you know, version of the style, then uh, you need to you need to get the lager yeast. You need to go with the temperature control. Okay. And you know, even for making ales, so even if you think you're not going to be making a lot of lagers, having temperature control over your General. ales is also just just Absolutely. excellent. You know, right. it may, it'll actually improve your beer. That I think, uh, you know, after uh, a full wort boil, so the things that improve your beer most of all, uh, it's it's not all grain. It's you know, you can make great beer with extract. It's a uh, full wort boil is probably first, uh, and then uh, probably chilling your wort rapidly and uh, uh, temperature control, you know, are the devices that you want to buy. So sure. a big enough pot and uh, a, a coil quick, chiller quick chill down, yeah. and, uh, you know, um, temperature control for okay. fermentation. And, you know, this is assuming you're already doing the right thing with your yeast right. and making starters and all that. So if I did use your calculator today mm-hmm. and I had a five-day lag time, that would be normal, four to five days. Uh, I wouldn't say you're probably not going to see four to five days. But three but to four, maybe yeah, then. Two days. Okay. You can see two days. So sure. up some crazy forums and. Yeah, and there'll be real fine bubbles, and you're thinking, yeah. oh, it's finally starting to take off. That's doing a good just sign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not a big deal. Don't, just it's, don't panic. I would. Yeah. If you don't see anything like you know after five days or Re-pitch. a week, then uh, yeah, there's some problem. But again, if you make a starter. But you'll know that your yeast is is active and healthy and going. If you don't see any activity in your starter, you can do your starters at room temperature mm-hmm. for lagers. The thing is, um, you, know, you don't want to use that liquid that's there. Okay. Uh, in just your, a slurry. Just a slurry. So what you'll do is let it ferment out completely, then put it in the fridge, and uh, you know let the yeast completely settle. Give it a couple of days. Decant the the spent wort, and then uh, maybe brew day, you can add a little bit of wort back into it, kind of get it fired up again, and hmm. and then pitch that in. Okay. But uh, you know, you don't have to do your starters at uh, lager temperatures for lager yeast. You just don't want to get over, say, uh, you know, the mid 80s or so. Once yeah. you get too high a temperature, you end up with a lot more uh, petite mutants and uh, you know, yeah. really uh, negatively impacts uh, the yeast. You know, flocculation suffers, and you know, <laughs> a lot of different things like that. A lot of good information. Thank you. Why, you're welcome. And now I'm brain fried. That's awesome. Uh, do we have any questions from the chat? I don't know. Well, let's, I mean, let's, let's take a, a, uh, a little we'll break. Take, yeah, we'll take a short break, okay. and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, uh, get into questions from the chat room. Back after this. <laughs> oh, crap. It's the hop shortage. He's in the basement. Oh, please. My triple decocted imperial pilsner. It's all gone. We'll never brew again. Damn this hop shortage. Damn it to hell. Boss is Hop shortage? Who are you guys? Ich bin Doppelbach. Ich bin Kölsch. 
Und ich bin Münchener Helles. Wie sonst nie der Lot of Hops to be delicatable. Now brew something malzy. Use less hops, brew more beer. Northern Brewer has kits and ingredients for dozens of worldwide beer styles that don't require a lot of hops to make a great pint. Like the cool blonde Kolsch or the ponderously bottom-heavy Doppelbach. Keep drinking great beer. Order at northernbrewer.com and get flat rate $7.99 shipping anywhere in the contiguous U.S. One beer kit, $7.99 shipping. One million beer kits, $7.99 shipping. Together we can beat this hop shortage. Hmm. Now get brewing. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic ingredients. This holiday season, the organic ingredient experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. This is the Jameel Show. <laughs> oh, John, you make me laugh. You make me laugh. Yeah, I do. You notice how I'm signing books during the break? Yes. Yeah. I'm multitasking yeah. here. You're drinking, signing, drinking, talking, signing. Yeah. feeding. If some of those things don't look like my signature, really they are my signature. It's just I signed a few too. Too much I tasty, mean, I mean. you know. It's like I'm trying to avoid the, the stains on the uh, console here, things like that. I can sign your name. Yeah. yeah. Love sure Strong. Love Strong. Jimmy Zanishev. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, what that means is that a whole new batch of Brewing Classic Styles yes. signed by Jamil Zanishev will be in the store exactly this week. Yeah. Tomorrow, even. Get on there and uh, buy yourself ten copies. I'm a big Give fan of... Give as Christmas presents. Or Chad's <laughs> version of... Door stops, you know, rolling paper, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a handy book of rolling papers. They don't see lifters. Seat lifters. Yeah. I got your seat lifter. Yeah, you do. Okay, what were we talking about? Oh, we're going to do uh, questions from the chat. Yeah, You actually can listen live to these shows. You go to thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, the only live. Click one. listen live. Yeah, I think it's uh, like the only podcast that's done live. Yeah. Unedited, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you get all the quality programming. Okay, someone was reading the uh, the Bach book. I guess there's that whole series of books by the BA, right? Daryl Rich, Richland? Richmond? Yeah. Sorry. They didn't say. Um, yeah, it's Daryl. Okay. And uh, in that book, they were talking about uh, a Moravian malt, 
mm-hmm. and uh, triple decoction. Mm-hmm. So the question from this listener was, uh, does the style taste? Does this style taste different, um, or is that just a technique required for under modified malt? And so you know, triple decoct question. Right. So um, a couple of things. One is, you know, the under modified malts that we get today are not nearly as under modified as. You know, would have been done in the day where, you know, you had to decoct in order to get extract out of the grains. Um, so, you know, you can sort of do it. It's, you know, it's, it's more for the people who are, you know, really want to get into the process and doing that sort of thing. It's definitely not necessary. It will taste different, but, you know, if you're going with this recipe and you do that, you're really not going to notice much of a difference. If you were to do, you know, straight Pilsner malt and decoct the snot out of it, you would, you know, get a different flavor than, you know, just straight Pilsner malt by itself. So there is a flavor difference. It's not much. And once you get into certain amount of grains, you know, especially grains, you know, you, you don't really notice. And, you know, people have done side-by-side tests, and I've done side-by-side, and it's just not worth the effort, I think. So, you know, if you like it and you're kind of into that and, you know, history of brewing and all that stuff, I think that's, a, you know, a, a fine thing to do. Certainly not a problem, but uh, I, I don't think it's really necessary. I don't think you have to go out and try and do that. Okay. Um, here's another question. Uh, do you think it's better to take, some extra steps with this beer, like a diacetyl rest, uh, just in case things are on the edge. Like, I guess he means, is it better to play it safe? Should we do rests like this, or are we going to hurt anything if we do that? No, you're not going to hurt anything if you do it. I think um, I think people just assume that. And what I'm, what I'm curious about is why people just don't taste it and see okay. what it tastes like. And, you know, if you're, if you're kegging, it's actually pretty easy, you know, um, you know, just go ahead and rack it to a keg, and then, uh, you know, if uh, if it doesn't taste right, you can always just bring it out and warm it up. And, and, and John, you had you had a couple of beers that uh, there was something odd with them. What, didn't you have one that was um, well, I sulfury or, sulfur, or green? The, you had a green apple. Green apple. That's right. You right. told me to repitch, and that yeast right. will reconsider. Yeah, that right yeah, now. and just warm it up and right. and uh, finish it up. And that would that can be from like pitching too much yeast. You can end up. And I did green pitch apple. too much yeast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, it's just, just the way the yeast are. And the other, the acetaldehyde, that green apple, that's a, it's an intermediate step in the production of ethanol. And so it's always there. And then if the yeast kind of, you know, the overall number of cells versus you know, this, that, and the other thing, you know, you end up, you can end up where it leaves some of that behind mm-hmm. and you get that flavor. And so, again, a good reason not to overpitch. But, uh, you know, if it tastes good, if it tastes excellent, then, you know, obviously no no, no need to do anything. But you can. I, I, I don't see any real problem with that. A couple of days at a, at a warm temple, you know, ensure that there's nothing there. And, and if you take a hydrometer reading and it, and it tastes good cool, cold, mm-hmm. let it heat up. Come back to it in like mm-hmm. two hours and then see if you taste the butter. Oh, because, yeah, good good point, John. Because you'll, you'll pick it up warmer and mm-hmm. not as much colder. Absolutely. Excellent point, so, John. Excellent point. You know. So I have two follow-up questions because of that. Um, can you always what's fix a hydrometer? A di- yes, and what's beer? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can you always fix a diacetyl problem? Uh, not no. necessarily. Um, if it is, you know, from the yeast, uh, yes, you can. Okay. If it's something from like Pediococcus, 
I don't know that you can really resolve the problem. I think uh, you might be able to kind of get the yeast. He says, I mean, it's diacetyl, diacetyl, and yeast could consume it. Um, but, you know, if you have a pediococcus infection, then... Mm-hmm. Then no. You're SOL, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not worth the effort. Okay. And then maybe this is just clarification so, for me. So that's, a, that's okay. a, actually good. brings up a good point. Let's say you don't taste any diacetyl. Tastes great. Really going to be the finest lager you ever made. You put it in the keg, put it in the fridge, or you know, and uh, or you know, you bottle it up and you're waiting for it to you know um, carbonate, and then you taste one and it's got a whole bunch of butter in it, and you know, chances are then you got like a pedo infection if the if the diacetyl is increasing versus, uh, um, you know, if it's not if if it's not there to start with and then it shows up later on, that's that's a good sign of pedo. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, and then so as a clarification, for John's over-pitching acetylaldehyde problem, you had him pitch more yeast. Right. For an over-pitching of yeast problem. Well, I removed the right. bad had, beer from the bad yeast. It, it, and it, that yeast it, it was been, just too tired and used to do what the yeah, new yeast it, does, it, it I guess? Been, it had been sitting a while, mm-hmm. too. So I figured the yeast was you know, completely shut down because otherwise it, it you know f- after sitting for a while it's it'll reabsorb pitch. the diacetyl or the acetylaldehyde okay. if it's active at all in this case it didn't so what i had him do was uh you know, make an active starter and you know get get the yeast active and fermenting in the starter liquid and then add that to the to the beer and so it's already active and it it you know then uh, reduced and that turned out great didn't it yeah fix it yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, okay all right just an interesting just kind of solved the problem with the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, so here's another question. Someone asked, uh, can we substitute Argentina Cascade, which, by the way, I've, I've never heard of before this question was asked, Argentina Cascade on the hop uh, for, on the hop bill in this recipe? You know, I, I don't know for sure. I have not used the Argentina, Argentinian uh, Cascades. Uh, what I hear, you know, on internet chatter is that it's kind of like Holotower-like, right? Uh, so it's not Cascade-like? That, no, heard of no, it, it doesn't taste anything like Cascades is what, what I was a, told. Just a funny name? Just well, with us? Uh, no, it's like Cascade, you know, uh, rhizomes shipped down to Argentina <laughs> and then somebody, uh, you know, started growing them. And, you know, d- the environment and the, the, the soil and, you know, the weather and the sun and all that makes a big difference in, you know, the resulting flavor of the hops, that, okay. you know, the quality of the hops. And so it's it's different, and it, it uh, has a different character. And that's what I've been told. And if it is indeed like a Halitau, then uh, sure, you could you could absolutely use that. If it isn't, uh, if it's got any, uh, you know, weird flavors in it, then, then I wouldn't. But I think you're okay in most, most cases like that. Okay, and last question. This is kind of a general malt question for you um, about storing grain. I thought you'd actually be good to to cover this. Um, He posed it as one of those if a train leaves the station questions, which I thought Mm -hmm. was kind of funny. If Jay-Z has a 55-pound sack... (laughs) I got a big sack. ...that he uses only four ounces at a time, uh, does he store his grains cold? And the person says uh, it's really humid here uh, where he lives, and keeping them dry and cold... Um, would extend the life of a grain, but but how long would you sit on your sack? How long can, even though you're extending the well, life, how long? Apparently, can you... at least two hours, based on the show. <laughs> yeah. So you get the idea. Yeah, yeah you know, um, you know, most in most environments, as long as 
you know, it's not excessively wet uh, and the grains are stored uncrushed, you can get a year out of them. Uh, without a lot of problem. Does that have to be cold stored to get a year? No, not okay. necessarily. Okay. But you know what the the listener is alluding to is that uh, you know the warmer you store things and the more moisture you store them under, um, the quicker they are going to spoil and go bad. Yeah, you because know, those are, things help uh, with the oxidation and rotting and things like that. All the spoilage, uh, you know, especially organisms or just you know oxidation. And oxidation is really the thing that you're you're kind of fighting with the malt. However, you know, I live uh, near Sacramento, and, you know, Sacramento is drier than Las Vegas you know, most of the year. You know, it's really dry air. And, you know, it'll have humidity in the single digits a lot of, a lot of the year. And so the grain stores really well. And I, you know, I can store it, and then the shed gets up to 110 degrees or whatever. But... Uh, you know, I, I have no problem storing your uh, grains for multi-years. It's it, it, yeah, as long as uh, you know if you if you Touch get it. yeah you get the you get the grain and chew on a few bits and so you get get some fresh grain uh, and chew on it and you'll you'll see what I mean. It's 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 uh it's uh you know crisp and uh, tastes fresh and it's uh you know it breaks apart in, in a little bit. When it goes south. It gets uh, what they call mealy. Uh, it gets soft yeah. and kind of, uh, you know, kind of a weird crumbly type of thing. And it and it can be kind of a, like a fat gone bad mm-hmm. type it smells of uh, different too. Uh, aroma to it. Mm-hmm. And then you know you know your your grain's gone bad. So I'm in the habit every time I brew of you know getting a few grains and you know uh, tasting them, smelling it, you know things like that. Okay. And you know airtight containers. Uh, they have those. Uh, they're expensive. Those those food storage containers with the gasketed. They're like uh, plastic buckets, the and they got a gasketed metal. lid yeah. with the screw-in thing. They're like uh, I don't know, twenty or thirty bucks a, a bucket, something something ridiculous. Hmm. But they'll you know that that's definitely a way to go. And if you're in a real humid environment, you might want to invest in that. The yeah. other thing you can get uh, you know a good uh, trash bags. And uh, you know, or Ziplocs, and you know, double bag it and make sure that the top is tight. Squeeze out as much air as possible, and you know, it's the moisture in the air that is is the real killer, I think. Okay, uh, this listener, uh, BC Maui, uh, that he said moisture is his biggest problem, yeah. so that's good advice. <laughs> in though. Hawaii, he's probably. in Hawaii, yeah, yeah. just tons of, uh, of right. uh, humidity, moisture. So probably a good investment on his part to mm-hmm. to buy those sealed. Buckets. Right, right. Yeah. And that's a nicer way to start. But, uh, again, I think you can do pretty good with uh, plastic bags, too. Okay. You know, definitely will extend the life more than not using the bags. Okay. And they're cheap. All right. And that is the questions from the chat today. Woohoo! I will survive. Love me sexy. Uh, traditional Bach. Lick me sexy. Uh, <laughs> See, take it off your shoes. That's right, girl. That's right, girl. That's right, John. I put a whisper in your ear. Baby, wake up. We're naked. And we're all with sex. Love strong. Coming soon. That's right. Are you ready?
You ready to lick me, sexy? Really good song, too. It is. Yeah. It's well done. Yeah. That's quality programming right there. You don't, you're not getting this on any other any other uh, radio show. That's right. This is quality. <laughs> right. Give us that quality recipe there, Jim. Okay. <laughs> I like that, John. <laughs> Just remember, it's all Tasty's fault. Yeah. Uh, original Gravity 1070, Final Gravity 1018, uh, let's see, IBU 24. Uh, extract Brewer Pilsner, liquid malt extract, 3.5 pounds, 1.58 kilograms. Uh, Munich extract, uh, 7.5 pounds or 3.4 kilograms. Uh, for all grain brewer, you're going to use instead uh, four and a half pounds, uh, 2.04 kilograms of continental pilsner malt, and uh, ten and a quarter pounds or 4.65 uh, kilograms of a Munich malt mashed at 155 degrees Fahrenheit, 68 degrees C. And uh, the remaining grains that you're going to need to either mash or steep, if you're an extract brewer, Kara Munich 60, half pound, 227 uh, grams. Oh, here's another typo in the book. Please hold. It's not 227 kilograms. I'm not reducing the price. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. I'm marking Have a penny. All my, my book here. Uh, another typo. Uh, yeah, it says 227 kilograms. Most people would realize that was a little typo there. Uh, 227 grams of Caramunic 60, 227 grams or half a pound of Crystal 120, uh, 4 ounces, 113 grams of the Mustafa Rost, and uh, 4 ounces, 113 grams of melanoid malt. Uh, hops, I like Magnum, 13% alpha acid, 60-minute edition pellets, uh, a half ounce or 14 grams, give you about 24.3 IBU. Uh, yeast, uh, White Labs WLP 833 German Bach Lager or Y Yeast 2206 Bavarian Lager. If you have to use a, a dry yeast, uh, the Soft Lager S23 is uh, probably a, a decent choice. Fermentation, 27 grams of uh, dry yeast. Or five liquid yeast packages, or you know, again, make a starter. Make a starter. Yeah. Uh, ferment it. Uh, you know, pitch it cold. You know, 43, 44 degrees Fahrenheit. Pitch your yeast. Let it start to warm up, and uh, you know, by by you know, 36 to 48 hours, you want to be at 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C. If it's not, if your environment's cold enough that it's holding it down there, you know, heat it up. Use a little uh, heat wrap or put a blanket around or whatever. Get it up to 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees C. Hold it steady there for. Oh, you know, a couple weeks, and then, uh, you know, rack it to a keg, uh, lager it uh, for at least a month. Uh, and you know, this, this is kind of area. <laughs> at, at about, uh, you know, six months, it really becomes spectacular. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's good for, you know, about a year after that. Oh, yeah. And then it starts to kind of slide downhill. Uh, carbonate about two and a half volumes and uh, drink. Absolutely. <laughs> Stole my line. <laughs> Oh yeah! One more time. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Let's get that bark out of that kick it Let's make it happen. Johnny Moon. <laughs> Johnny yeah. Moon with Low Stone. Doctor Old Ale is about to talk to you. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling the groove. <laughs> Lick me sexy. That's your out today. Justin's top Thanks. on his on his uh, iPod now. Uh, all right, so we're going to be back uh, in, uh, I don't know when. And Sometime in November? Uh, December. Something like that. And we're going we're gonna to have more shows, and we're going to talk about brewing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> jinx. Yeah, jinx. Uh, you know no waxy waxies. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, 
uh, you know, visit uh, northernbrew.com, uh, shop their fine store, visit the Brewing Network uh, store, and, uh, you know, pick Bye. up a copy of uh, Brewing Classic Love Styles. Love Styles, right. <laughs> Signed. Signed. Uh, I'll finish signing them right now. And, uh, I don't know. Get, get, get some t-shirts. <laughs> Hey, you brought this on yourself, my friend. Have, have pity on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Shows. Yeah. I had a blast. Oh, this is quality programming this is right here. Tom Notch. You're not going to get this on KVIE or whatever oh, yeah. the, uh, the PBS station is. The breakdown. <laughs> Bruce Strong and Bruce Love Strong. Absolutely.